When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Boy, Nugent Hopkins to win it. Between circles, shoots and scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the winner for the Oilers in He'll hit Corey Watson with it. He'll sidestep one tackler and gets to the 20. Corey Watson inside the 10. Touchdown, Eskimo. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. He is the star of your Edmonton Eskimos. He's the reigning most outstanding player in the Canadian Football League. He has a new veteran backup quarterback, and he recently inspired you as the voice of a recent video put out by the Edmonton Economic Development Corporation. You know who he is. He's Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley. Mike, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Reed. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. It's it's great to have you on the show. I know people are happy to hear from you. Have not spoken to you since you won the MOP award. So first of all, congratulations, man. That was really cool. First Eskimo in a long time. So good for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It was uh, it was an awesome opportunity to be able to go and, and represent Edmonton and, and the Eskimos and the rest of my teammates in the city. Um, you know, over in Ottawa, obviously would have liked to have been there in a different capacity, but uh, it was uh, it was certainly an honor to to bring that that award home to our team. You know, I, I to to jump off here. I, I I mean, you watch football as well as play it. I, I know you're busy, but I assume if you weren't watching the game, you, you've seen the highlights. What did you think of that final play, Vikings against Saints? I mean, when you're watch, when you see that, are you a quarterback thinking, "What does Keenum see?" Or are you just a fan going, "Holy cow"? <laughs> I was. I mean, I definitely was watching. So I was actually in San Francisco um, over the weekend. It was my brother's 30th birthday, so we went down there and visited him. Um, So I didn't see the game live. And actually, when I was on my flight uh, out of San Francisco, the airplane that we were on had, uh, you know, live TV. So I, I was watching the highlights. And I couldn't believe what had happened at the end of the game. I mean, I hadn't read anything about it, hadn't heard anything about it. And then I saw the highlights, and I was like, whoa, what is going on here? You know, I just read the little ticker on the bottom, said something about a 60-plus-yard completion for a touchdown when as time expired to win. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. So then I watched the highlight. Um, and from the quarterback's perspective, I mean, you know, his thought is he's going to throw the ball down there and give his guy a chance. Um, but being, you know, where the game was, I want to say there was like 10 seconds when yeah. the ball was snapped. Um, you know, and they were down by one point, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, there's potentially a chance you could get the ball on a, on a deep completion like that um, and still have time, you know, if you catch the ball and get out of bounds, to still have time to go down there and kick a field goal to win the game. So I, I thought it was obviously just, I'm sure, as everybody else thought, it was a 
ridiculously poor effort to make a tackle uh, by the defender. I have no idea what he was doing, what he was seeing or not seeing out there. But at the same time, um, you know, you you can't really push the guy out of bounds or make that tackle with time on the clock um, because they're gonna they're in field goal range. You know where he caught that ball, as far as I know. Um, you know, so I can understand maybe something went through his mind. I gotta, I gotta blow him up and dislodge this ball, or I gotta hit him and and you know knock him down inbounds or something like that. Um, but it was just craziness. I mean, there's really no other way around it other than to say that the guy probably wishes he had that play back, and he'll be thinking about that all off season. But from a Minnesota standpoint. Uh, what an amazing feeling. That game was crazy. It was going back and forth with uh, the lead changes and everything like that. And, you know, to feel uh, – we had a similar scenario against Calgary at home um, in the Labor Day rematch this past year when we were down to third down and, uh, and 10 or more, and there was not much time left on the clock, and we were down by a field goal. Um, you know, and I hit Zilstra across the middle for a 30-yard gain or something like that, and we ended up missing the field goal that would have tied the game and put it into overtime. But it's one of those things where you throw the ball and you know it's a super tight window. Uh, you know there's very low percentage chance the defense is going to allow you to make that catch. And, and when it happens, it kind of surprises you. I think Keenum had the same reaction. He was, he, I think at first, was more surprised than anything else. But what an amazing game. I mean, I think all the playoff games really in the NFL have been pretty – uh, fun to watch to this point, um, you know, and that's kind of how our CFL season was as well. You know, you mentioned that the the, the Saints defensive back is is going to have to to put that mistake behind him and move on. And, and Mike, you and I have talked a lot in the past about the mental side of it and uh, and competing and and dealing and dealing with mistakes. When do you put last season? Uh, behind you when do you put away the the what ifs of plays in the west final the tough decision jason made late in the game have you have you moved on from that and and sort of addressed that mentally already or there's still things that nag you yeah it's that's always um a tough thing to do uh, in professional sports uh, but something that's necessary to do as well In, in the situation of the saints guy um you know it's tough because I've always talked to, to you guys about how, um, you know, it's always hard when you lose or when you don't play well because the only real way to get that taste out of your mouth is to get back on the field and make amends for it. And that's why I always talk about how it sucks uh, when you lose a game going into a bye week because you don't really get to enjoy your bye week. You're sitting there stewing about the loss um, all week long and you just can't really wait to get back out on the field. Um, you know, and so in, in the sense of the New Orleans player, you know, he's, gonna, he's not going to get back on the field until next season. Um, so that's a long time to sit there and have to think about that. And it's really no different uh, per se for us, um, you know, or Calgary or, uh, you know, any of the other, uh, the eight teams in the CFL that didn't win the Grey Cup that aren't Toronto. Um, you know, because unless you win a Grey Cup and in the NFL, unless you win the Super Bowl uh, or any other sport, unless you win the championship, your season really is, is kind of considered a failure. Um, you know, because ultimately that's the one goal that matters is to win the championship. So for us, as an Edmonton Eskimo football team, uh, you know, losing in that West final, um, you know, that, that meant our season ultimately was a failure. We did not achieve what we, we wanted to do. Yes, there were a lot of successes within that season, but the season as a whole, we did not, you know, finish uh, with the goal that we had in mind. So that is, that is hard. And you sit there and you think about that a lot. Uh, you know, that was... Uh, honestly, one of the most challenging things for me was being 
in that room accepting that MOP award uh, by myself without my teammates there because, uh, you know, I hadn't really allowed myself the chance to think about that moment too often. But every time that I did think about it, I envisioned it with the rest of my team there, uh, enjoying that moment and being, you know, ready to go back to the hotel and get prepared uh, to try to win a Grey Cup, um, you know, and, and those guys weren't there. So that was that was hard. And you sit there and you think about all the little things uh, that you personally uh, would have liked to have done better. Uh, and then as a team collectively that you would have liked to have done better. But there is a moment where you just got to you got to move on from it. You have to learn from it. You have to get better from that. Uh, but you have to move on from it. And I think uh, usually once we flip the calendar, once January 1st hits, that's when I kind of allow myself to just let the last season go. Um, whether whether that's on a winning note or a losing note, you know, when we won the Grey Cup in 2015, as soon as January 1st, 2016 hit, it was like, okay, that's even done and over with. It's time to move on. And I've kind of felt that way this season as well. Um, you know, and now that we're into 2018, uh, it's all about this upcoming season. It's all about us hosting the Grey Cup in Edmonton and making sure that I personally and us as a team collectively do absolutely everything within our power to make sure that we're playing in that game. And so, you know, that started January 1, and uh, and that's pretty pretty much all-consuming uh, every single day from now and, until that first day of training camp and, and then moving forward. And a new teammate you'll have on that journey is Kevin Glenn, who has uh, signed to be your backup. Uh, we all know the story about him now having uh, been under contract to all nine teams in the CFL, which is which is pretty amazing. It's like a punch ticket, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's got to be a. If this is a video game. You'd unlock something, I think. But uh, if uh, yeah, I think so. You're, uh, and Kevin and I. Morley was telling me there's a, a Kevin Glenn curse apparently that a lot of the teams he's signed to be the backup on mm, yeah. uh, the starting quarterback. Is, yeah. Okay, so you obviously know about So you're not worried about it or anything uh-huh. like that? But obviously he's a good veteran yeah. presence to have there too. <laughs> I will address all of those uh, those things that you just hit on. There's a lot of them. Uh, first of all, yes, Kevin, uh, having at least been on the roster of all nine CFL teams is pretty extraordinary. Um for a lot of different reasons. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that go into having a long career. You got to be a little bit lucky. You got to be really talented. Um, you know, you got to be lucky in the injury front. You have to be able to avoid major injuries. You got to be lucky in the sense of, you know, there has to be the right scenarios on these different teams for you to be able to uh, continue to succeed and get uh, the next contract offer. Um, you got to be a little bit unlucky as well in Kevin's sense to to be good enough to play for all nine teams, but to not be lucky enough to have this scenario unfold where, you know, you just stick on that that one team for a decade or, or, you know, whatever, like some of the other longer-serving players have done. But, um, you know, it's not unlike Henry. Henry, uh, towards the end of Henry Burris' career, was very successful, but, you know, bounced around from Calgary to Hamilton to Ottawa, you know, so those last five years or whatever of his career, he played for a lot of different teams and had success in all of them. So, you know, you have to be very talented for sure. Um, you know, and Kevin certainly is. So I, I've never played 
with Kevin uh, until now, um, you know, and, and so that'll be a great opportunity for me to pick his brain a little bit. But obviously he's been around the league for a long time, and I'll be going into my ninth season in the CFL. So I've had a number of opportunities to talk to guys that have played with him. Uh, I've had a lot of opportunities to talk with Kevin, both before and after games, but also during off-season appearances, during CFL week in Regina last year, for example, different things like that. Um, so I know Kevin quite well, and, and I get along with Kevin really well. He's, he's a great guy. He's a, a very good locker room guy as a veteran, um, and he's a guy that I'm excited to have on our team. You know, when, when I heard that he had been released from Saskatchewan and uh, we were considering potentially uh, reaching out to him with a contract offer, you know, I called Kevin up and I kind of tried to do my best to recruit him a little bit because uh, he's a guy that I wanted on our team, um, you know, because – Again, I've been around this league long enough to know uh, you got to have a quality guy in that backup position that's uh, you know going to be able to, to take the reins if something happens. And we do have uh, some very talented guys on our team uh, with Danny O'Brien and Zach Klein. Um, so to have a guy like Kevin come in and, and compete and push those guys and just to teach them, to teach me, to teach the rest of the wide receivers and the younger guys, uh, just all you know about all of his experiences, I think that's a quality guy to have. And in the event um, that that curse hits, which I don't anticipate it hitting, uh, but if it does, Kevin's a guy that stepped in and had a lot of success, um, you know, coming off the bench in that role. And, uh, you know, when, when you're trying to win a Grey Cup, is certainly at home, you don't want anything to hinder that. And in 2015, when we won the Grey Cup, we had a quality guy in Matt Nichols come in off the bench and win a lot of games as a starter while I was getting healthy. Um, and ultimately, that, that gave us the opportunity to host the West Final and move on to win the Grey Cup. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, I had a good, long conversation with and expressed to him uh, my desire to have him as a teammate. Um, you know, and, and on our team, there's no egos. We check those at the door. Um, you know, we want to do whatever's necessary to win a championship for our city. And, uh, you know, for, for us to have Kevin in that QB room, I think it makes us a better team. I think it makes us better at, at that position with the knowledge that he has and the experience that he can he can help with. And, you know, just to be an additional set of eyes for me while I'm on the field and just to help uh, during the week get the younger guys prepared and things like that, uh, I think it's an, an awesome opportunity for our team to have him. And uh, in terms of that curse, um, you know, I know all about the Madden cover curse that they had going on in the NFL for a while. And uh, I used to openly talk about the Kevin Glenn curse because I'd be like, man, uh, don't ever sign that guy on a team that I'm playing on if I'm the starter because uh, I don't want to go down. And uh, and so now, uh, but I, uh, I I believe that this, this is going to be the year where that curse is broken. So, you know, knock on wood, um, you know, we won't, uh, we won't be needing his services due to in, any injuries if, uh, you know, if, if we play our cards right. But uh, in any event, good guy to have on the team. Excited that we were able to sign him. Well, Mike, it doesn't surprise me that you're a guy who doesn't necessarily believe in curses. That's Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley. He's going to hang on the line. More to talk to him about. You probably saw that video last week put out by the Edmonton Economic Development Corporation. I want to ask him about his involvement in that. And a couple receivers as well. One he's losing, Brandon Zilstra. One he's getting to keep. Darrell Walker has re-signed with the Green and Gold. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. 
of the opening minutes of the show here. Thanks for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's 623. Thanks to Brendan Ulrich for sitting in for me yesterday as I uh, took a day off. We got some NHL action going on. Oilers are obviously in a bye week. Next game is Saturday against Vancouver. Golden Knights and Predators. Good teams. No score halfway through the first period. We have the Stars leading the Red Wings 2-1 after 1. Rangers up 3-1 on the Flyers in the second period. Also in the second, Blues and Maple Leafs are scoreless. Devils and Islanders are tied 1-1. Anders Lee, his 26th goal of the season for the Islanders. Bermuda Boy texting 63630. He says, Reed, if you watch the football playoffs this weekend and how, in my opinion, the desire to get a defined category of calls right is wrecking the game, that is where the NHL is headed, and that is not good for the game. That's from Bermuda Boy, and uh, i got to agree with you. A lot of starts and stops thanks to... Uh, a lot of reviews, whether it's a coach's challenge or an automatic review of a scoring play or a turnover in the National Football League is not always viewer-friendly. Oh, by the way, Brad Ferguson has texted the show, president and CEO of the Edmonton Economic Development Corporation. He says, thank you, Mike Riley, for inspiring our entire city. Now let's bring the 106th Grey Cup home where it belongs. Well, Brad and his organization, the EEDC, including Mike Riley, heavily in the video they put out last week, and uh, you won't be able to see it, obviously, but the audio itself is pretty cool. This is a city of grit and love. A work hard, play hard kind of place. We get up early. Man, it can be so dark, but that's what we gotta do to compete. If you're born with a silver spoon, or want to sit on the beach all day, this probably isn't your kind of place. here work hard, study hard, work out hard, hurry hard, cheer hard. I moved here in 2017, 1999, my little piece of paradise, to start a business, to start a family. But we all stay here because we are part of building something, a community, a city. Not New York or Toronto or Calgary, definitely not Calgary. We're building a city that is weaved together with different colors and shapes and sizes. Like a medley, a soup, yeah, like turkey soup. We're the festival city, river city, Alberta's capital city, gateway to the north, a college town, a government town, a sports town, volunteer town, city of champions, definitely champions. Always champions. I wouldn't live anywhere else. And you'll hear from Mike Riley about his involvement in that video when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet. This is JC Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. 
My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad, Oilers on their bye. They will host Vancouver Saturday. You'll hear it right here with the face-off show at 630. The game will start at 8. The Oilers will be back at practice on Friday. Fun show tonight. We're going to get back to Mike Riley in about a minute. Ed Ilnicki is going to join us tonight. U of A star, running back, five-year career with the Golden Bears. Heck, Crichton winner in 2017. How about this? We got the CFL MOP and the U Sports Heck Crichton winner on the same show tonight. That's not bad. Uh, Ed Olnicki is going to be on the show a little bit later on. He's uh, signed with the Ottawa Red Blacks, so that's pretty cool for him. Oh, we also have uh, an Olympic silver medalist on the show, Edmonton figure skater Caitlin Osmond, and she's going back to the Olympics next month. She just qualified over the weekend, so that's pretty cool. And you may remember about five or six weeks ago, we did Enforcers Week. Well, maybe it was a couple months ago, where we talked to former enforcers in the game of hockey. And uh, most of you seem to like it. So we're doing volume two. And we'll start in an hour with Darcy Hordachuk, former Edmonton Oiler, former Saskatoon Blade. He's going to join us from Arizona. But don't want to keep him waiting much longer. Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley is joining us. And, uh, of course, I I played that full video for the Edmonton Economic Development Corporation. Had that really uh, stirring ending. City of champions. Definitely champions. Always champions. I wouldn't live anywhere else. Mike, in that last answer, you said you want to win a championship for your city. You got a lot of attention last week. You voiced and appeared in a video put out by the Edmonton Economic Development Corporation celebrating Mm. a lot of things about Edmonton. And at the end, you say, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Can you tell us just about uh, getting involved in that and, um, you know, the importance to you of speaking some of those words? Yeah, so, you know, it was late November, uh, early December that uh, I was approached by by our team um, with the opportunity that the city had reached out, um, you know, that they were wanting to make a video, um, you know, to be used at different appearances and things like that, just to kind of, um, you know, advertise our city and what it's all about, um, you know, and, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it was not going to be a video about me, it was going to be a video about the city, um, you know, and, and just showing all sorts of different um, things that make Edmonton great, uh, but they wanted a consistent voice to do the voiceover for it, and, and one that they felt was, um, you know, at least somewhat recognizable that people, uh, you know, would connotate to the city of Edmonton. Um, you know, and I was obviously, um, you know, very excited about the opportunity. I thought it would be great. I would, you know, I, I took it as something that uh, I had a tremendous amount of pride in, in them even asking me to do that because. Uh, Edmonton does mean, you know, so much to me, so much to my family. Um, you know, it, it has become home. You know, my daughter was born in the city of Edmonton. Um, you know, and, and my folks, my folks probably spend more time in Edmonton than they do at home uh, for the six months of the season happening. They come up for every game. They they stay for weeks at a time sometimes when we have back-to-back home games. Uh, they love going out in the city and just seeing people. Uh, my dad's favorite part of the football games, I don't think is watching me play i think 
think it's before uh, the game and during halftime when he walks around on the concourse and just uh, interacts with with the people you know from the city and the fans and things like that. Um, you know, my wife uh, came up for uh, a couple of months straight this past year. Um, you know, and just stayed in Edmonton and got to experience that. Um, you know, and it's just it really has become uh, you know every bit of what we define ourselves as Riley's is the city of Edmonton and and we um, you know we couldn't be more proud uh, to be a part of that. And so, you know, when, when we were approached about doing that, um, I was super excited about it. I obviously said yes. And then, uh, you know, just reading through the script of, of all the various things that we were going to touch on that makes the city of Edmonton uh, so great, um, I thought it was really awesome. And, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't get to see uh, the videos that they were going to be shooting of all the other uh, events and things like that that they were going to include in the, in the video. Um, you know, until the finished product was actually uh, released, but I, I thought they did a great job on it. I really did think that it encompasses uh, a majority of the awesome, uh, you know, diverse uh, things that, that make Edmonton what it is. And um, yeah, I was just, you know, humbled and excited to be a part of that, to be honest. Well, it turned out really well. A lot of great reaction from that. Hey, Mike, before I let you go, uh, there was some other news uh, with your roster besides Kevin Glenn. Brandon Zilstra gets an opportunity with the Vikings, but Darrell Walker says, uh, hey, you know what? Some NFL teams were asking a little bit, but I've decided to to stay put. Uh, I guess maybe some mixed feelings with one big receiver going and another one staying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited and happy for Zilstra. He's a guy that's earned his opportunity uh, through incredibly uh, hard work, great work ethic, a guy that uh, would always be on the field uh, super early before everybody else and uh, would stick around 20, 30 minutes after practice was done, just catching footballs, working on his craft, was always willing to do whatever it took to try to make the team better. You know, we had him returning punts, which was not necessarily his forte, uh, but he was out there. Uh, catch and punt returns after practice every day, trying to trying to get better at that to help us out. Um, you know, and a guy that went through it, went through the practice roster grind um, before he finally got his opportunity, and obviously did extremely well with it. Um, you know, and so couldn't be more happy for him. Uh, called him up, you know, once I heard the news and just had a good conversation with him. And he's got a good head on his shoulders too. You know, and he's the first one that would tell you, you know, he hasn't earned anything yet other than an opportunity. Uh, with Minnesota, and he's going to be able to be on that roster going into OTAs, and you know he's going to have to earn that that spot in training camp. And then once you know he gets into training camp, he's going to have to earn that roster spot. Um, you know, and, and those are always challenging things. But if, if anybody can do it, it's certainly him. So I'm excited for him. Uh, in terms of Darrell, he's a guy that went and, and went through that uh, NFL circuit, if you will, with Tampa Bay, um, and ended up finding his way back onto our team, and, and obviously has been a big impact for us uh, both in the in the past before his NFL opportunity and, and then when he came back last year so to have him back in the mix for 2018 is something I'm very excited for he's he's a guy that uh, mine and his chemistry is, is obviously well documented he's had a ton of success in our offense and and it's going to be a big weapon for us to have him back um, you know we just we have a lot of talent at that position obviously we have a Darius Bowman who uh, you know I've it's it, me and him working together has uh, has been an awesome thing over the last couple of years and will continue to be so um you know and, and we have a guy uh, in vidal hazelton um you know who last year for us i thought was a big time weapon um 
So if we're able to get him back, that'll be awesome for us. Um, you know, but I was talking about uh, Brandon Zilstra last offseason. Um, when people asked me how we we're going to replace Darrell Walker, I was saying, well, you know, we got this Brandon Zilstra guy that's going to be pretty good. Um, you know, and now that Zilstra's gone, um, you know, there's another name for you, Brian Mitchell, that uh, he got some limited opportunities last year for us and did a great job, but he's in the same position that, that uh, Zilstra was in a year ago, where he's going to get his opportunity now that he's been waiting so long for and put in all that hard work for. And it's going to be up to him to make the most of that opportunity, but he has all the potential and all the ability to get it done. So um, never fun to lose a guy like Zilstra, but, uh, you know, if there's one thing that we do here in Edmonton, well, it's we keep that uh, covered stock full of wide receiver talent. So uh, we're going to be just fine, and there's going to be a, a number of new faces and young guys finally getting that opportunity to step up, and uh, they're going to make some hay when they do it. Mike, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for being so generous with your time in the in the middle of the off season. And enjoy the uh, the rest of it. I know you're training hard too. Training camp's not that far away, buddy. We'll talk to you then. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, you know, don't freeze in the uh, negative twenty degree weather that I know is going on right now. All right, thanks, Mike. We won't. As Mike Riley mentioned in the EEDC video, if you want to go. Lie on a beach somewhere. If that's your goal in life. Edmonton's not the place for you. An extended discussion with Mike Riley. Thanks to him for coming on the show tonight. Of course, Kevin Glenn is the new Eskimos quarterback. He was on uh, last night, spoke to Morley when Brendan was hosting the show. And uh, it's funny, Mike Riley said he would joke about the Kevin Glenn curse. Don't ever sign this guy where I'm the starter because I'll get hurt. And now Mike says that's not going to happen. I I do say this. I, I like the Kevin Glenn signing. Uh, what's a 17-year backup? To me, that's ideal. I mean, usually your backups are guys that have no experience and might come in and play in garbage time and you get all excited about and uh, think maybe he's better than the starter and then people start clamoring for him to play. I wonder if that's ever happened anywhere. Oh, James Franklin. Yeah. I think Kevin Glenn's fine. He can. He's, he's competent. He's not spectacular. He's no Mike Riley. I think that's a, a very good add as a backup. And hey, now he's been on every team. Now he's been under contract to all nine teams in the CFL, which is also pretty cool. You can call 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. You can also go to Northern Chicken if you want to enjoy a cold craft beer or a great glass of bourbon with modern soul food and other tasty treats. Northern Chicken, 10704 124th Street. And, of course, some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. We're going to take a quick timeout. Ed Ilnicki is still ahead. Enforcers Week Volume 2 will kick off with Darcy Hordachuk. Inside Sports. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Is this the one we had by request last week? Yes. What's it called again? Keep That Spirit Alive. Sorry? What's the title? Keep the Spirit Alive. Keep the Spirit Alive. That's a good one. We had a Killer Dwarves fan text in. Request this song specifically. So there you go. It's funny, got a text here from... 
Troy, who said, uh, Reed, I see you have Poison and Andy Taylor as songs coming back from commercial, although I thought you were a younger guy. The Poison tune is from Flesh and Blood, 1991. Great album. Yeah, thanks, Troy. I know what I know when Flesh and Blood came out because I bought it on tape in grade 12. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess... Well, I, I, well, I'm about younger than half the population, approximately. Now, did your older tape... Older than the other. I guess it depends who's talking to me. Did your tape deck have the auto-reverse in it, or did you have to manually flip it and flip? Uh, eventually, I got one with auto-reverse, but I don't know. I might have not got it till I was in university. Yeah, my first uh, Walkman was a manual. You had to pop the top and flip the tape and. Oh put yeah, it back my in. my original listening device was auto, was you had to get up and flip the tape. I used to tape songs off six thirty Ched. Yeah. When when the station played music back in the early eighties, you'd wait for your favorite song to come on and hit play and record, and then you'd have it on a tape. It was that was the early version of pirating music. I was gonna say that's early file <laughs> that's sharing right there. Was, yes, file sharing was making a tape and then giving it to your buddy so he can give you his right. tape. But you'd you'd often miss the first few seconds of the song, right? Right. So if a song had a great intro, like say Panama, ain't talking about love, a couple of Van Halen songs with great guitar intros, you might miss the first few seconds because you have to run over to wherever your tape deck was, wherever your boombox was. And press play and record, or, or the you DJ, had whatever the, the DJ, yeah, would the DJ talk was on. until what do they call that in music radio? Hitting the post, sure. So they would talk until the lyrics start, right? So I, I, I've never done that specific job in radio, but I, so say a song has thirty-five seconds of music before. The, the lyrics start. So say Panama starts, right? So da, da, da. But they're still talking, so they're they're saying like, ah, oh, beautiful weekend in Edmonton. Looks like it's going to be plus 25 and plus 26. Great opportunity to head down to the River Valley or maybe go to the Street Performers Festival. I know that's what I'll be doing. Hey, here's one that takes me back to my summers growing up in Evansburg. It's a little Van Halen, Panama. And then it starts with the lyrics, right? So that's how it goes. I wish, yeah, I know you're trying to find Panama now. It's too late. It's too no, late. I'm actually typing away on something else here. <laughs> oh, something else. Yeah. Wow. I was listening to every word you said. No, I totally understand. In fact, uh, the equipment we got in here, uh, there's we don't even have to keep track of it now. It's all digital, and it keeps track of it for ourselves. Somebody just texted it. Can we hear some unskinny bop by Poison? We will have that coming back from Next hour. I got to admit, speaking of flesh and blood, when unskinny bop came out, I thought, well, that's it. They've perfected rock music. <laughs> they'll never be... They'll never be. Uh, they'll never be a better song. I felt the same way, but about new metal back in the early two thousands. Now, like looking back on Poison's catalog, I would say "Talk Dirty to Me" and "Every Rose Has Its Thorn" have stood up a lot better than "Unskinny Bop" or even "Nothing But a Good Time." Yes. Yeah, but at the time when "Unskinny Bop" came out, I was just like, "Well, there it is, perfect rock song." Well, and I the video, the... and the video, you get animated green women that didn't look realistic yeah. at all. I I think people hold ballads in, and especially metal ballads from the '80s, in higher regard than anything else from that genre in the '80s. Well, there's a lot of good stuff from the '80s. Let's not limit it to just the power ballads. Oh, exactly. Uh, all right. So we'll get on Skinny Bop a little bit later on. Or maybe we can play it in the final 30 seconds of this 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 half hour. Uh, 
This texter says, Reed, I thought Mike Riley still lived in Washington. When did he move to Edmonton? Well, I don't know if you noticed, he plays for the Eskimos about eight months a year. Yes, he does spend time in the United States uh, with his parents and other family members in the offseason. He mentioned in that interview he went down to San Francisco for his brother's uh, birthday. Uh, this texter says, hey, Reed, I was wondering why it seems like you and Rob no longer take texts on Oilers postgame shows. Or might I be wrong about that, but it sure seemed like it for quite a while now. Uh, you are wrong about that. We take texts all the time. The 630-630. This texture says, Something to believe in is the best Poison song. All right. This texture says, Reed, what was it you once said Kelly Rudy wore in the NHL? A chiffon scarf, or what did you call it? Yes. Uh, (laughs) We were talking about that one day. Uh, Chiffon is a... is a fa- type of fabric, is it not? I believe so. We were debating about this. Well, not really debating. We were talking about it. Um, yes, and I've asked Kelly about that. I believe it was an old T-shirt he ripped apart and then tied it around his head to help keep the uh, sweat out of his eyes. After the 7 o'clock news, we will have Ed Ilnicki on the show. He's the star running back who just wrapped up a five-year career with the U of A Golden Bears. He won the heck Crichton as the best player in U Sports football. I want to flash back a little bit to a great cut we had from Ed Ilnicki. We, we talked to him within an hour of him winning the heck Crichton on November 23rd. And uh, this was one of my favorite segments ever from the show. Here's how it went. Ed, can you name somebody who doesn't play or coach for the U of A Golden Bears football team, who you most owe this award to? <laughs> uh, it's my grandpa. It's my uh, my namesake, uh, Edward Olnicki, who is, I, is my roommate. He's um, I've been living with him since my first year of university. My grandpa's 91 years old. He, um, he's been living on his own since, since uh, my grandmother passed away about 11 years ago, so when I moved in uh, at the start of my university career, it just it was something that it worked out really well because he was very close to where we do all of our training at South Campus, and it's really special to be able to get to share, share this kind of time together. And I know that he's back home and he's very proud of everything that I've been able to accomplish. And I think this award means just as much to him as it does to me because he's been a he's been a part of it every step of the way. Does he come to the home games? Yeah, absolutely. He does. He's been at. He's been able to come to a lot of our away games too, thanks to Coach Morris putting together the charter charter program and getting us to fly out to a lot of our games. So he's been able to join me for a lot of that. So for a guy his age, he's been able to live one hell of a life so far, and I just hope he gets to continue to be a part of mine. Is he with you today? No, he wasn't able to make the trip out, but I was able to talk to him as soon as I uh, as soon as I received the award and. Yeah, he was very he was very excited for sure. What did he say? <laughs> he through the sobs, <laughs> he was very proud. He um he just said he just said how proud he was and how much it should mean to me and how much I need to enjoy it because it's something that doesn't happen to very many people and I need to really cherish that. What is what have you learned most from your grandpa or how does he inspire you? Um He's just taught me to love every single person that comes into your life and to treat everybody with just such a tremendous amount of respect and to get the most out of every every encounter you get. He's he's one of the kindest people I've ever met and has one of the best attitudes of anybody who I've ever, yeah, just like every situation. I've, I've never seen him down. 
even even the times when he's been really sad, you know, it's just coming from a place that he's he's so happy for what he's been able to accomplish and what he's been able to see. So it's just cherishing every single moment and every single encounter you get. That was incredible. That was Ed Ilnicki a couple of months ago. Well, after the news, you will hear from Ed Ilnicki today as he signs with the Ottawa Red Blacks of the Canadian Football League. He's a great story. Caitlin Osmond, figure skater from Edmonton, bound for the Olympics. She's going to join us as well. And in Forcers Week, Volume 2, we get the punches flying with Darcy Hortichuk. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. We're coming back after the news. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.